This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get right back into the fray. Adrian Batcher from The Sun, the Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, who's a minister at Trinity St. Paul Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts, and Michael Giles, a political uh, operative for umpteen years <laughs> so in disturbing. all levels of government. <laughs> I got, by the way, we were talking about, you know, political correctness in that kind of realm, but uh, there's a story out of Louisiana where... Uh, I guess the ACLU got involved, the American Civil Liberties Union, and a library down there because uh, there's a drag queen story time for kids being held in the public library. And the ACLU got involved. The library didn't want to do it and uh, were, I guess, told they had to based on constitutional rights for anybody who's protected, a protected group, to uh, have the uh, right to enter a library. So they're going to hold this thing. I mean, is there any issue here at all, Sherry? I mean, I couldn't figure it out. Well, it absolutely should be allowed to, to hold. It, it certainly would be allowed to be held in Ontario, partly because of the bill that I introduced, gender expression. That's what this is. That's what a drag queen does. Um, and I think it's fun. I think it's hilarious. I think, you know, most little kids would love that. I mean, I remember this drag queen who did uh, Tom Mulcair, who was great, beard and all, beard, dress, and hair. Oh. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good act. It was Mulcair, though, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, so, yes, I, I mean, absolutely. What's the problem? Of course, you can see, imagine in Louisiana there's a problem. Um, but uh, but but certainly I, I think this is this is lovely. It's a lovely little story. Let them do it. Adrian, how lovely is it? Oh, I don't know how fussed I would get, but I can. But but some parents would be upset by that. Mm-hmm. Um, that they, they don't feel that the the child, uh, our children, are old enough to understand what the what this is or what what is going on. And I think those are fair and legitimate concerns that should be addressed. Um, but. This is one of those sorts of situations where um, there's no, not going to be a winning argument for the parent. They're going to lose um, for a whole host of reasons. And then then they start, you know, then they will then be called names that you're not tolerant and you're not accepting and you're not all of these things. And I sort of think this sort of goes back to a little bit to what we were talking about earlier. Um, and as far as the, the, the world of political correctness, and it's so much easier to call someone a name versus, you know, winning your own argument. I think in an instance like this... Um, like I myself, I wouldn't have been fussed by it, but but I I would I I would understand if some parents would be right. Well, be all right, and I think the real uh, key component here is nobody's compelling you to go and and see the story or listen to the story. Also that. Uh, so yeah, it's your prerogative as a parent if you want your kids to uh, partake or if you don't. And so to me, that's why again, if the individuals want to get up and drag and read stories and rent a space or you know uh, book a space in the public library, God bless them. And you say what, Michael? Well, I said that. I mean, Toronto has that. The Toronto Public library has has had quite a number of the drag queen story times and from what i understand they, seriously they, yes oh. absolutely quite a number of them in the city of toronto and as i understand that the toronto public library says it's one of the events that has most people at it it tends to have a, a large number of people come it comes back to what adrian said you said yourself it's at the end of the day if, if you have a concerns and i can see some parents may have a concern if you do don't go to the don't library go. during that time drag queens are fabulous too yeah, but typically, <laughs> what stories are they reading? I don't know about well, this. I, I, I don't think they're anything, anything uh, over the top. I mean, but the whole thing with the drag queens, I mean, that began in the mid-1800s through to about the early right. 1920s, and it was part of, the, you know, it's sort of the uh, anti-hero to the uh, whole Shakespearean thing. So it was, you know, to, to have some fun and that kind of thing. So right. I would I would look at it in that perspective, and I, and I don't think it's like, you know, they're doing anything enormously risque with these kids. So, you know, what's the, the big deal? That's so, far too rational. I know. <laughs> you should go litigate this. That's right. <laughs> That's All right. So, so it's just generic stories being read by people in drag. Yes. yes. Okay. It's not well. like they're, you know, 
putting any propaganda. They're not proselytizing. No. No. Okay, well, I just wanted sake. to know. I, I'm sorry. I haven't been exposed to this. That's my uh, the chink in my culture. I'm afraid to. I'll get shaken down for books I haven't returned since 1986. <laughs> What's a book? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, you do have these draconian operations like the OSPCA, where uh, they've been cited by uh, a justice here recently that they're not accountable organizations and uh, therefore should not be allowed to wield the full force of the law. I would agree with that, and it's just something that seemingly has festered for so long, people having animals taken away without uh, any kind of accountability. But it leads me to wonder if maybe we extend that to uh, include the Children's Aid Society. Sometimes they can act as draconian, if you will, uh, and uh, wield power, inordinate power more so than the police, uh, not having to explain their decisions, or even the Ontario Human Rights Commission. Sherry, am I wrong? Uh, well, let's start with OSPCA. This is a very good move. I was part of the uh, of the pushback uh, when the Liberal government uh, gave them extended powers, and they are ridiculous extended powers. Um, and not only that, but they were the ones who were really upholding the breed-specific legislation, so they're not even nice to some dogs either. Uh, so uh, at, at farmers can tell you all sorts of horror stories about the OSPCA, you know, entering into places they shouldn't be. Um, and here's the problem. You can't audit their numbers, right? They're a private charity. That's the problem. This is a function that should be done by government, not by a private charity, because you can't have due uh, oversight over them. And uh, where does the money go? You're, you're donating to the OSBCA. Where does it go? We don't know. We, we don't have access to their books, yet we're giving them millions of taxpayers dollars. So this is a government function, should be run by the government, should be accountable to the taxpayers, should be absolutely transparent. The same with CAS and the same with OHRC. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, this is this is one of those sorts of situations. Um, and Michelle Mandel wrote about this in the Toronto Sun today. Um, quite quite a good column, just absolutely calling out the OSPCA on their on their complete failures year after year after year. But there is no accountability for this. And I do put um, the human rights tribunals in, in this same same category. I think that is it's a, it's, a, it's a necessary and relevant conversation to have. Um, and you know, the, the, they're sort of like the paper tigers, but they are the ones that are crafting and shaping legislation and shaping laws in this land. What about and the children's not aid society? Children's Aid Society, I think, is a bit of a different situation. Um, I, I, if anybody should be more accountable, it's them. Mm. Um, not only because of the, the money that they get, but the their function, their job. I mean, they're supposed to be there to take care of the most vulnerable. Um, well, so, and sometimes abuse their powers. Well, sure they do. Well, this is where the whole issue comes in, the abuse of power uh, on the three that we've cited, the uh, Society for the Prevention of Cruelty Against Animals, which was the ru- ruling yesterday, but I've just uh, extended it to include Children's Aid or the OHRC. Michael, would you agree this is anti-constitutional? Well, and many other organizations. I think it goes back to the whole basis we used to teach us in year one political theory, you know, and that is that given a bureaucratic institution, unlimited powers without accountability and transparency, and they will grow and grow and grow in terms of their reach, and you need to have accountability. You know, at the end of the day, MPPs, MPs, city council, they're elected, they're accountable to the people. They need to put in place structures where organizations like this can't sort of, this just goes back to 1919 was when the OSPACA, so for all that time, 100 years, they've been operating like this with that kind of power. Right. Where the intention stated originally might have been a valid one, but as you say, you know, bureaucracies run amok without accountability. Well, it's yet another thing that the former liberal government screwed up. 
you know, well, I mean, they by expanding powers. these powers. Yep. Right. I mean, with and, and now it being ruled unconstitutional, which is really surprising to me that they wouldn't have had some sort of litmus test before they actually expanded those powers. But, yeah. you know, well, Sherry, when majority. you fought that in, yeah. in the legislature, we, I mean, we did fight mm-hmm. that. And not only that, but, you know, if we, we look back on those days, I mean, they also wanted to go after their competition, like, you know, an organization that I think does pretty good work, the Toronto Humane Society. They wanted to uh, disallow them using the term humane. I mean, what? <laughs> so they were basically, you know, here you got competing charities. One gets government, lots of government money. The other doesn't. And one wants to take away, you know, some of what the other has. It was ridiculous. Um, they backed off from that. Uh, thank goodness. But I mean, the rest. Yeah. I mean, it was it was absurd at the time. And, and thank goodness it's finally been called to account. All right. Been rectified. We'll come back. More topics worthy of discussion with our panel, Adrian Batra, Sherry DeNovo and Michael Giles on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.